Welcome to Closer to Christ, the sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. You can learn more about our ministries at stpaulmuskego.org. And now for this week's message. May the God of hope fill you with all peace and joy as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The words of my text today serve as the gospel for the day, so in reverence for the gospel, I ask you to stand for its reading. John chapter 1, verses 6 through 8, and verses 19 through 28, in your pure Bible on page 1062. John chapter 1, beginning with verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. Verse 19. Now this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess but confessed freely, I am not the Messiah. They asked him, then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Finally, they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness, make straight the way for the Lord. Now the Pharisees who had been sent questioned him, why then do you baptize if you are not the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? I baptize with water, John replied, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany on the other side of the Jordan where John was baptizing. Let's pray. Redeemer, come, I open wide my heart to you. Here, Lord, abide. Oh, enter with your saving grace. Show me your kind and friendly face. Your Holy Spirit, guide me on until my glorious goal is won. Eternal praise and fame I offer to your name. Amen. Please be seated. Do you happen to know what the number one cause of automobile accidents is today? Obviously, weather conditions, deer collisions, and drunk driving are all part of the equation. Texting, eating, adjusting the radio are all causes. Some people foolishly shave, put on their makeup, and read while they're driving. There are probably as many causes for car accidents as there are people causing them, wouldn't you agree? But when you boil them all down, there is one. What is that, you say? 
It's looking in the right direction. I'm sorry, the wrong direction. (laughs) Not paying attention. Being sidetracked. Part of your Big Mac falls into your lap. Your dog's trying to get out the window. You're straining to see something that you just went by. When you're distracted, when you're sidetracked, when you're not looking the right way, the odds increase dramatically that you're going to get into a car accident. Sadly, for many folks, including us Christians, Christmas is a lot like a car accident. Rather than experiencing happiness and joy, it's frustration and depression. Rather than a whole lot of smiles and laughter, it's crying and fighting and pain. Why is it that for so many of us, Christmas is about as much fun as getting into a car accident? Do you think the short answer might well be that we're all part of the problem because we're not looking the right way? We're easily distracted. Our eyes are taken off what's really important. We're distracted about Christmas, its meaning, and what it impacts, how it impacts us in our daily lives. Today is the second Sunday in Advent. You've heard me say that no fewer than two times. Advent is that special four-week season of the Christian church here where we do two things. We look back and celebrate Jesus' first coming, Christmas, and we look ahead triumphantly, whatever that word is, with anticipation to Christ's second coming. Just as John the Baptist was a forerunner of the Messiah, witness to him, was one who gave testimony to him, so you and I are to be the same today. If we're looking in the right direction, if we're focusing on the right things, Christmas will be a time of joyful celebration. So today, as we look back to Christmas, let's celebrate that in John the Baptist, we find our purpose in life. Our text describes John the Baptist this way. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. Note carefully how the Holy Spirit describes John in these verses. His purpose in life was to be a witness. He was to testify. In fact, John was a professional witness, but you would never find him in a public court of law. In fact, John was out in the desert at the Jordan River baptizing people. And his testimony was concerning the light. John's purpose, John's job in life was to witness to Jesus Christ, who was the light of the world. I think all of you are familiar with Candy Cane Lane up in West Allis. 
from 92nd Street to 96th Street and from Montana Avenue to Oklahoma Avenue, year after year, mostly all the folks in that neighborhood go all out to decorate their homes. It's amazing, it's incredible to see all the ways people can decorate for Christmas today. And if you don't want to drive through Candy Cane Lane, you can walk. You can walk the sidewalks. People are serving hot chocolate and handing out candy canes and collecting money for the MAC fund. What I didn't know until recently is that every night for the 32 nights of Candy Cane Lane, somebody is chosen or elected or volunteers to stand at the main entryway and wave a wand for everyone to come in and see the lights of Candy Cane Lane. Somebody is there waving you in. In many ways, that's what John the Baptist did. Now, he wasn't in West Allis, but he was out in the desert, and he was pointing people toward the greatest of lights, the light of the world, Jesus Christ. Now, obviously, he didn't use a battery-operated wand. He used his God-given voice. Our text says, he himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. I say it again. John's job, John's vocation, John's purpose was to point people to the greatest of lights, the light of the world, Jesus. Now, some folks questioned him. They were confused as to who he was and what he was doing out there in the desert. Jewish leaders from the city of Jerusalem sent Levites and priests and Pharisees out to where John was to figure out who he was. John said, I am not the Messiah. Then who are you, they asked. John told them that he wasn't Elijah come back from the dead. He wasn't the prophet they were looking for. And in spite their incessant questioning, John said, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness, make straight the way for the Lord. John never wavered. John never got distracted. He didn't lose his focus as to who he was or what he was doing or who Jesus was. He didn't let these people distract or sidetrack him from his purpose I am a witness, he said. I testify to the light of the world. Can the same be said of you and me? Don't we find this time of the year a time when it's so easy to get distracted, to lose our focus? There's so much to do, so much to get ready, so much to prepare. There are so many gotta hats that we wear at this time. There's the decorating hat. Get the tree up. Get the lights on. Get the outside decorations up before Advent arrives. There's the shopping hat. I got to find the best gift for her, the perfect gift for him, and it goes on and on. There's the socializing hat. <laughs> got to go here. Got to go there, and then I go back over here again. There's the family hat. Got to make time for the family. Got to get those Christmas cards addressed and put in the mail. There's the catering hat. 
What am I going to serve for Christmas? They're all coming. It's got to be a good meal. And there's the working hat. Still got to go to work. Still got a job to do. There are end-of-the-year deadlines to meet. I left a blank on the back of your worship folder for you to put your own personal hat in that blank. It gets so overwhelming to the point that we get burned out, angry, upset, and even depressed. Do you think that maybe, just maybe, Christmas becomes so difficult and ends up being sort of like getting into a car accident because we refuse to focus? We're looking in the wrong direction and have become distracted. But there is one hat that we can wear that will make all the difference in the world. It's the hat that John the Baptist wore. It's the witnessing hat. In other words, if we focus on what many call the real reason of the season, the birth of Jesus Christ, when that's our top priority, our first focus, everything else seems to fall into place. It's sort of like that person who stands at the gateway to Candy Cane Lane and points people to the lights. We can do that. We can be the people who point people to the light of the world, Jesus Christ. Now, you know that there are all kinds of ads this time of year, right? You see them on TV. They're for shopping, for charities, for parties. There are all kinds of sappy, sentimental articles written about family and getting home for the holidays. Were the ads for the light of the world? Where are the articles for the birth of the Messiah, Jesus Christ? You want the answer? Look right here. It's you. And it's me. You sitting in the pews and I standing in the pulpit today, we are the advertisements for the Messiah. We are the articles, the messages, the messengers for the light of the world. Early on, it was John. John the Baptist was called by God to be a witness. That was his job. But today, you and I are the witnesses for Jesus Christ. That having been said, what does that mean? What does it mean to be a witness today? Does it mean that from now until Christmas, the next 14 or 15 days, Every day, every night, we go to all the different homes that we can, knock on the door, and tell people about Jesus Christ. How do we go about being a witness for Jesus today? Let me share a fictional story with you. It's about two young men who are students in college. They're roommates. They're Christians. And toward the end of the first term, they're both talking about what they're going to be doing for summer vacation. One of the two, let's call him John, says, I'm going up to Alaska to serve in a lumberjack camp. A camp where there was vulgar language, immoral behavior, excessive drinking. For more than three months, this 
young Christian, John, was in that environment. Came back to school in the fall. He and his classmate were talking about how the summer went, and his classmate asked, so how'd your summer go in that ungodly environment? John smiled and said, I fit in so well, they didn't even know that I was a Christian. Can that be said of us today? That we fit in so well that people don't even realize that we're different, that we're Christians, that we have a purpose to witness to Jesus Christ? And so witnessing for Jesus today means, first of all, that we live as Christians amidst the people with whom we live, work, and play. Wherever we are, whatever our vocation, we let our light shine. Jesus says to you, and he says to me, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus says to you, he says to me through the Apostle Peter, live such good lives among the pagans that though they may accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Paraphrasing the Apostle Paul, be joyful always, be a person of prayer, be thankful in all circumstances. Be honest, be helpful, be loving, be generous, be kind. Live this way openly in front of others. And they may very well ask you to give them the reason why you're living this way. And then you can answer, as one of my good friends once answered, when he was asked why he always had a smile on his face. He said, how can I not smile? I have a God who can raise the dead. It goes without saying that all of this comes from knowing Jesus. Knowing who Jesus is, knowing what Jesus has done for us, knowing what Jesus has promised us. As Isaiah told us in today's first reading, Jesus has removed us from darkness and brought us into the kingdom of light. He's removed us from the dungeon, the prison of darkness, and brought us into the freedom of light. Jesus became a human being to take our place as our substitute under God's law. As our substitute, Jesus lived his life perfectly in all the ways that we can't. And he took all of our sins, all of our infractions against that law to the cross, and they're paid for them in full. It's in Jesus' perfect obedience and in his life and death that God finds that God declares us to be redeemed, restored, and forgiven. Here the phrase fits. Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus is the only reason we stand right with God. Jesus is the only reason we find forgiveness with God. Jesus is the only reason we are at peace with God and can look forward to Jesus coming again to usher us into heaven. And then, like John, we witness to Jesus by what we say. Not with wands, but with our voices. It doesn't mean that we take somebody and pin them up against the wall and share Jesus with them against their will. 
It means that when the opportunity arises, we share what's in our heart. We share what we know. We share what we believe. We share our hopes and our joys in Christ. Peter puts it this way, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. When a friend or a family member or a co-worker laments, I get so stressed out during the holidays, I, I can't wait until they're over. How do you get through them? Let's simply witness and say, what helps me is to remember my own personal Christmas story and what it means. I know I've messed up. I've sinned against my God day after day, time after time. I've done so even today. But I have a God who became a man. That's what Christmas is all about. He came into this world in the person of Jesus to live, to die, to take away all of my sins, all the times that I mess up. When I remember that, that's how I keep it all together and keep from going crazy this Christmas. Fellow redeemed, be a witness for Jesus this Christmas. That's your calling. That's your purpose. Do it by living as a Christian in the environment that you are and do it by sharing with others what's on your heart. Don't get distracted. Don't get sidetracked by all the gotta hats you wear. Be a John the Baptist. No matter who you are, where you are, or what you're doing. Perhaps through you, someone to whom you talk will receive the greatest gift of all this Christmas, the gift of Jesus, the light of the world. Amen. And now the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining us on the Closer to Christ Sermon Podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. Closer to Christ podcasts are from our current sermon series and are released every Monday morning. For live stream services and other ministry information, please visit us online at stpaulmuskego.org.